the blessed apostle, the teacher of the Gentiles, has told us in the letter to the Corinthians that all that is written in the Old Testament, in the scriptures, are written for our edification. He's also indicated that we need to penetrate into the spiritual meaning of the events that have been recorded in the Old Testament. And we again see as David's experience of Saul teaches us some very important lessons. In particular, the passage we have just heard warns us against that great evil of jealousy, which of course is a kindred to an even worse sin, a deadly sin, a spiritual sin, that of envy. There is a difference between the two, a difference of kind and not of degree. Envy is the resentment of a good a person has without the person who is envious desiring that good. Jealousy, on the other hand, is a resentment that a person has a good which one wants for one's self. So in the case, for instance, of the devil, he was envious of the happiness enjoyed by our first parents in paradise. He did not want it for himself. And he didn't want us to have it either. Saul, on the other hand, is jealous of David. He is fearful that David will seize the kingship, which he wanted for himself. And so jealousy implies a certain rivalry. But of course, in either case, whether it be envy or jealousy, we need to recognize that every gift, every single gift we have, is exactly that, a gift given to us by God. Not that we deserve it, but again, as St. Paul tells us, letter to the Corinthians, given for his own good pleasure and according to his purposes. We can think of a garden with many kinds of flowers. Some flowers are more beautiful than others. Is that a reason for the one flower to be jealous or envious of another? No, because each flower has its own particular place, it has its own unique beauty, and it, in its own way, contributes to the good and to the beauty of the whole garden. On their way back, as David was returning from killing the Philistine, the women came out to meet King Saul, and they were singing and dancing with tambourines and lies and cries of joy, and they danced and sang. You see the problems that come from dancing and singing. This causes trouble for the innocent. Saul has killed his thousands, and David his tens of thousands. And Saul is angry. But this is the truth. Saul indeed was a great warrior. He had indeed killed many. But when they were confronted by Goliath, Saul trembled, and so did the army with him. They knew, they felt, that they could not overpower this particular enemy. And it was only the grace of God that saved them. This grace that, had, that caused David 
to be incensed that the name of the Lord should be slandered, that God should be insulted. And so, for the honor of God's name, David took his life in his hands. God was with him and gave him the victory. So indeed, David did kill tens of thousands. Saul was angry. And he does not dispute the truth. What he does is criticize those who proclaim the truth. They have given David the tens of thousands and me only the thousands. He has all but the kingship now. And he turned a jealous eye on David from that day forward. Instead of thanking God that he had raised up a savior for the people in a critical time. We also run that dreadful risk of being jealous to our own ill, to the endangerment and the misfortune of our neighbor, and of course, to an insult to God. Why have you made me this way and he or she that way? It is a rejection of God's providence. It's a denial of God's free will. It is in fact an assertion that we have, we, God owes us something and we have standing before him instead of the humility that's, rec that's, that's required to advance in holiness. I am not worthy. Saul, however, like most jealous people, assumes that everybody will be on his side. Also, as king, he no doubt felt that no one would dare openly confront him. And that, as always with people who are not worthy of high position, they expect the fawning of their, their servants. And no doubt, this is what happened in Saul's case. His court, his courtiers, his soldiers, fearful of him, would probably have said, Yes, though in the course of their hearts they knew the truth. And this is where the contrast comes in, because Jonathan is an honest man. Although he's the son of the king, Saul's very son, we're told that he held David in great affection. And so love is one of the ways in which we can overcome this sin of against uh, our neighbor, one of jealousy or one of envy. He, his affection for David is so strong that he warns David of what his father intends. And you can imagine the, the distraught that Jonathan would have been in. Loyalty to his father as father. Loyalty to his father as king. Loyalty to David as friend. But above all, there must be loyalty to God who is truth. And there must be the holding on to God's law, which forbids us to covet our neighbor's goods. And so he does what is right. He comes to the defense of his friend without criticizing or attacking his father. I will talk to my father about you. I'll find out what the situation is and I will let you know. And then this, David really, um, Jonathan really showed the quality of his man. He would have made a good king if that had been God's will. And so Jonathan goes as ambassador for David and he speaks to his father 
And he does not criticize his father, but he puts the, the situation as it is. Let not the king sin against his servant David, for he has not sinned against you. In other words, you are the aggressor. You are the one who's doing wrong. And what he has done was greatly to your advantage. Far from sinning against you, he has been of benefit to you. He took his life into his own hands when he killed the Philistine, and the Lord brought about a great victory for Israel. So again, what he did was according to the will of God, because God would not have supported one who was evil. So the Lord has used him to bring victory and glory to you, the king. I'm not reporting this, he says, but you saw it yourself and you rejoice. You are a witness to it. And your heart was in the right place at that time. So then, why then sin against innocent blood and killing David without cause? And because his words were gentle and reasonable, we're told that the king relented and took an oath. As the Lord lives, I will not kill him. And so Jonathan was able to reconcile his father and David, at least for a while. Jealousy is a terrible sin. Not only does it violate our neighbor's rights, and so it's a sin against justice, but it also injures our own self because we are eaten up and we are even coerced into doing that which is wrong. Saul's sin of jealousy would have led to murder. Let us ask the Lord, who himself suffered because of the jealousy of the Pharisees, because of the envy of the scribes, and who overcame it by forgiving and doing good. Let us ask him to help us in our own struggle against the weaknesses of our nature, that we might recognize that all gifts come from God and all ought to be used for his glory, and that we have to answer for whatever gifts we have and how well we have used them. To whom be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.